What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jake Owen, and this is Good Company. Being good company. Welcome to Good Company, yeah. a podcast where we talk about everything under the sun. Friends, good times, and life. Being good company. Now, here's your host, Jake. Jake, what are you doing? What's up? Not much, not much. Just sitting here enjoying this beautiful sunshine. Oh, it's down better, here. better than Nashville. I've been waiting on sunshine for a while up here. We all have. It's been raining and uh, overcast. Really? Springtime is here, so we're ready to uh, we're ready right, well, get some good weather. Yeah, it'll come soon. It's beautiful here. It's absolutely beautiful. Sunshiny, the wind's blowing a little bit, but it's just so pretty outside. It's gorgeous. I should be at the beach. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's where I'd like to be actually right now. But I am sitting at um, at the label here, the new label, Big Loud Records here, right on 16th Avenue. I'm looking out at the cars going by. We were just laughing a minute ago, talking about how this town, you know, it seems like no matter where you look, people are hustling to get get music going and um, and get things happening, and people writing songs, pitching songs, making records, making videos. I know I, I called you earlier and told you that um, we just finished up my video for I Was Jack and You Were Diane, so I'm excited to uh, send you a private link to so you can view that. I know you've seen many videos of mine throughout the years. Yeah, I can't wait. Send it. I'm anxious. I was wondering when you were going to finish it up because I haven't heard that much about it. You just told me it was great, but you didn't didn't give me any details. So I want to see it. Send well, it my way. I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody out there to uh to see the video. But I'm I'm speaking of being excited, Mom, you I should have I, I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't had you on sooner on this good company <laughs> podcast. But um uh, I've had everybody in the family it seems and and you, uh especially with me being a and I'm totally okay saying this to the world, but I mean, I'm cool being a mama's boy. I love you, mom, and you, you, all, you and I have always had a special connection. 
And, uh, you know, I, I look back on life and, and uh, I think about the times where you and I were uh, Jared, my twin brother, obviously, that those out there have heard Jared on this podcast. He was one of the, the first that we had on the, on the right. podcast uh, back in the day when we were kids growing up. If it was Monday night, Monday night football was on. I've always said Jared would be sitting right there on the right there on the couch with Dad watching Monday Night Football eating popcorn, and it seemed like <laughs> you and I would be uh, be in the kitchen or something watercolor painting or something, <laughs> or something like that. You you had the creative uh, yeah always had the yeah. creative bug, and I and I, I never wanted you sitting in there by yourself, so I like oh. picked up a lot of my creativity from you. Oh, well, you were so creative, and that was always fun for me because no girls in the house. I, I needed somebody to come play with me every now and then. So you would throw me a bone and come over and paint or ask me what I was doing, and, you know, it was always fun to have your company. You are special. I love you so much, and both of you boys were just so much fun growing up. I was thinking about that today, how much fun it was just to have twin boys running around keeping me on my feet and laughing all day long. Yeah, so if you don't mind, I mean, uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, I usually like to, you know, make these podcasts more of a conversation than some sort of, you know, interview. But I, uh, I, with that said, I think what I wanted to ask you was, is having two boys, twins, if you don't mind, your side of the story on, on how you even knew you were having twins. <laughs> well, um, I just, I sensed it from the very beginning, but. You know, I had never been pregnant before, so I didn't really know. And the doctors kept saying, no, it's only one. It's going to be a big baby. And you've just never been pregnant before. And, oh, I just knew it. And um, But long story short, the day we delivered, um, Jared popped out first, and they had the fetal monitor on and everything. You know, they should have known. But um, as soon as Jared was born, as, as I'm sure everybody's heard that story before, but they said there's at least one more, and um, a few minutes later, here you came. So I just wanted to scream. I told you so to everyone, but I had three doctors, and all three of them kept saying no. So there was only one. I wasn't a surprise but, to you, but I was a surprise to everybody else. <laughs> well, yeah, you were. You were surprised to everybody else. It was so funny because the night before, I was speaking to a friend of mine, and I said, I just know there are two babies in my stomach. And so when she got the call that, that we had had twins, she said she just got chill bumps all over. But I guess moms know. I mean, I, I was huge, obviously. And um, you were both so healthy, and I was so fortunate in that regard that you were both healthy. And I just had to stay in the hospital a few extra days because you didn't have names, and we didn't have an extra crib or an extra car seat to get you home. And so we had to um, do some scrambling, but it was all worth it. And y'all been great. I loved, I loved every minute of it. If I would have gotten pregnant again, I used to tell dad that if um, we would have had any more, I would have wanted to have twin boys. Actually, now I wish I would have had twin girls. But at the time, y'all were so much fun, I couldn't imagine having anything but boys. Well, you were a pretty awesome mom growing up. I mean, <laughs> two twin boys with Jared and I being as uh, active as we were in, in the sport and and you know whatever it was, you were you tend you were driving us all over the place. And uh, I know you mentioned before from the time we were little kids how it was just getting used to one of us crying and, and being hungry, and the other one sleeping. And just about the time you get one of us down, the other one, <laughs> the other one would would uh, start crying. So I can't imagine having twins. Yeah, 
<laughs> I know. It, you know, I didn't know any difference, so that was a good thing. And you just you do what you have to do, and that was right. We brought you home, and, and we would just get, get Jared down, and all of a sudden your little head would pop up, and uh, so that little eh, eh, and I thought, oh, no, just give us 10 minutes. But, I mean, honestly, I don't know how we got through those those first few months because I think it's just, you know, God just gives you the strength to get through it because you guys were up around the clock. Um, and, you know, you were kind of on the same schedule, but it, you, you had to feed one and then the other. So by the time I got back to sleep and Dad got back to sleep, it was time to start all over. But you know, we did it and, and, you know, we survived it. So I, I don't, I don't know. We, I think it's youth. I think that has a lot to do with it too, and excitement and and all of that. But you soon got on the same schedules, and and uh, so then it became it really fun. True that when you had twins there in the hospital that day, that dad really put both of us into a stroller and ran us out into the waiting room when he wasn't supposed he, to do that. He did. He left me. He left me. Twins and he took your babies and ran down the hall. He took my babies. He left me in this operating room. They were ringing bells and whistles to bring in extra plasma. And I thought, oh my gosh, what's wrong? You know, and, and he's screaming and jumping up and down. And I remember him saying, it's another boy. It's another boy. And he looks just like me. <laughs> he, he was so excited. I mean, was, I had just thought for selfish. two babies. I know. You didn't it was say, like, good job. Good job, Nick. <laughs> he was there, though. My he mom, was there the whole, whole time. My mom's but name it was... is Mitzi, by the way. That's why I referred to her as, as Mitz. And it's really funny, Mom, other than um, than my cousin, Mitzi, that's, I believe, you know, named after you. Obviously, your brother had had, uh, had Mitzi. But right. I've not met right. too many Mitzis in life. And as much as I travel... Um, I've not met very many Mitzis, uh, maybe three in my life, but there's definitely no Mitzis like you out there, Mom. Oh, thanks, thanks. Well, there are a few of us. I, I run into a Mitzi every now and then, but mostly people name their little dogs. Every time you tell them not, your name, they go, oh, I used to have a little Shih Tzu or whatever named Mitzi. So <laughs> I, guess, I guess more dogs are named Mitzi than people. My dad loved Mitzi Janer back in the day. And so um, I think that's how I got my name. And unfortunately, to his disappointment, I, I can't sing or dance. So well, all I got hey, was Mitzi Gaynor's name. That's a great segue, actually. Um, speaking of your dad, um, I never got to meet your dad. I, uh, oh. Something in my life that I always, when people ask me if I could meet anyone, I always say, well, I wish I could have met my granddad, which was uh, your father. And right. uh, he went by Jake, correct? <laughs> Right, he did. His closest friends called him Jake, uh, which, you know, in a, in a small town, he had so many friends. So he went, his name was John Crawford, and he either went by JC or Jake. But I just remember his closest friends, Dr. Green, and all of his, you know, all of his buddies on the golf course, they all called him, they all called him Jake. So that's a good name for you. Yeah, and, 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 and I, that's really, as you know, and you'll probably laugh telling the story. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to have my, my mom on this podcast is uh, your story as to how I ended up in Nashville and how everything happened. I mean, I've told my story a bunch of times, but hearing the story come from you, the mother, and also my my shotgun rider on the way up here, you hopped, you hopped in the uh, Toyota 4Runner with me when I left um, 
Tallahassee. And I, right. when I talked to Dad on the phone, I kind of had Dad tell the story about how I called you guys on the phone and, and said I wanted to drop out of college, even though that was the last thing you were probably thinking when I called. But um, when I said, hey, look, I, I'm not talking about waiting a while. I'm talking about leaving pretty soon, like in the next couple of days and moving up there. Um, you were so supportive, and as much as you were probably scared, you drove up to Tallahassee, and you got in um, got in my Forerunner with me, and we packed up a U-Haul trailer the wrong way, if you remember correctly, because uh, that was so funny. That that was one of my, I think, one of my favorite memories. I really do, and I think back on it all the time because I was nervous. Excuse me, my throat. I, the allergies down here. There's still pollens everywhere, but. Um, it was so fun. I mean, I, I was nervous about it. I couldn't believe that Dad had really given you his blessing the night before or the couple of nights before or whatever. But once I knew you were doing it, I was really excited for you and nervous. You know, as a mother, you're nervous at the same time because we knew nothing about Nashville. We knew no one in Nashville. You knew no one in Nashville. And it was just scary. And I thought I didn't want, you know, you never want to see disappointment for your children um, and I knew that the, the chances of you going up there and, and coming right back home in a little bit were, were pretty high. But I didn't want your dreams to be you know, put out. And um, I don't know. I just had all those thoughts in my mind. And But you were so confident and you were so determined and it was what you wanted. So back to your story, we go up there. Steve said, your dad said, go on up and, and help him get packed up and Light up with him, and you remember you had you had rented the um, apartment online. You'd done yeah, everything. I'd I mean, gone, I'd gone online already and rented oh. that apartment that uh, we eventually made it to. Getting back to packing <laughs> that U-Haul trailer the wrong way, we couldn't go over 35, 40 miles an hour. It felt like without that. Trailer, that was so funny. Just bouncing back and forth behind us, swaying side to side. Um, we packed it the wrong and you, way. I had a little car, remember, and you were driving it, and you could, your head you felt like your head was going out of the sunroof, and I just remember that we were, I don't know how far from Nashville we were, but it seemed like we had been on the road for four and a half days, and, and you slammed your hands on the steering wheel, and you looked at me, and you said, we are going 40 miles an hour, <laughs> and we had gone that, that 40 miles an hour from Tallahassee, and that the trailer was swaying back and forth, and I think half the things in it were broken, if you remember, yeah, whenever we got there. The we got there, but I... I remember vividly with you sitting there right next to me in the in the passenger seat coming up uh, I-65 North the minute that I saw the sign that said Nashville. And uh, <laughs> we rode in, and I, I saw the big bat tower, which is, you know, our quintessential um, right. almost, you know, it's it's the the skyline for Nashville. Yeah, um, yeah. We eventually made it to that apartment that I'd rented online, and... Once we got out and walked up to that apartment is when I think it hit you and you started realizing you were a little uh, bit leery as to whether or not I should stay there or not. Right. Well, it was midnight. It was dark. And this apartment, if you remember, you had to kind of go down under and, and it, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. So we decided to move on from there. But then what, the next day or two, we were just driving around and do you remember pulling that, um, U-Haul down Music Row. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And we were just laughing. <laughs> and we were calling. There was a wedding going on, 
that we had, you know, Sally Fish and Marty Fish, your friends, they were, um, Sally, Marty's mom was there at the wedding. And remember, we were calling her and saying, oh, I was, you weren't, you didn't care. You knew you would find someplace eventually. But I was trying to get some advice and said, ask these people who were from Nashville, where's a good place to live? I mean, and then it just hit me that, what are we doing? What are you doing? And I just, it, it, it was a nervous time. It was, but it, as it all turned out, we, you know, you found a, a great place and so we got you, all moved in. back on that, I mean, I know you as a mother, and that's what I always uh, appreciate and loved about you, Mom, but looking back on that, if you were really honest with yourself and me, even though you probably didn't want to tell me at the time, <laughs> you drove me up there. I mean, if you put it in a percentage chance that you thought that all these years later, you know, 13 years later, I would have done what I've done and, and we've had the experiences that not only I've had, but that we've been able to share as a family. Um, no. What would you, did you, I mean, did you think that would happen? I mean, I mean, you have pretty good intuition as a mother. So I was wondering what you, I've never really asked you that. Well, you know, it's funny. Like I say, I was mixed because I truly did believe in you because I saw how hard you worked and how passionate you were at Florida State when you were there. I, 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 I knew that you had it in you to go up there and follow your dream. I knew that, but knowing nothing about the music business, and I, you know, now looking back, I really realized how much I didn't know and how slim your chances were of, of getting either. to where I was, you were. I was in the same boat as That's you. a good thing. That's, but do you, remember, do you remember when we pulled into that hotel and we were unloading a suitcase and that remember man that? walked up to you? Do you remember? Like a homeless man. Remember that? Well, I didn't know he was homeless or who he was, but he said, "Who are you?" And you you said your name, your right, right, and you said your name, and I wasn't thinking anything. You just, you, I thought, "Wow, why is this man asking him who he is?" And then it dawned on me that it was probably because you had a guitar, and maybe people were looking, <laughs> thinking that you were somebody. And he, he said, he, and then he remembered. He said, "No, who are you?" And you told him your name again, and he he said, "No, you're somebody." And you you said. No, sir. I'm just here. I'm, I'm just said, moving yeah, to Nashville. No, I just moved here. I'm just, I'm just getting here. All right. And he said, "Well, you're going to be somebody." Do you remember that? I, I got chill bumps because remember we we, we looked at that. each and other. We, within, you remember when we went downtown on Broadway because I wanted to get a a shirt or something cool to wear. You know, oh yes, I remember. Part when I moved to Nashville and <laughs> that guy when we walked in that store down on Broadway said, uh, "Did you find yourself a good church?" To go to. Oh, I remember. And I told him, yeah, I hadn't, I haven't found one yet. And he said, well, there's plenty of them. And uh, that's said, right. Find yourself one. That's important. And, I, uh, I know. That I love that. It made me feel well. It just made me feel good that someone, especially down there on Broadway, would would bring that up to you. But at the same time, it, it, it I remember that section, that section of time there when we first went down to Broadway. That's when I got the pit in my stomach because I thought, oh, I just thought, mm, is he going to be Sitting I here you with this, all those roads mm. beside, uh, like Broadway musicians on the street corners. Yeah, with their guitar cases open, and they were kind of just sitting there. And I thought, well, they probably love what they do, and they're happy, happy doing it. But you know, I just, I got, I got really concerned then. I, I think I did a little bit, and that, that's the moment. And then when the man said that about finding the church, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, what, what am I leaving my son to? But again, I really. I knew by that time at Florida State that you, you, 
were pretty passionate about it. And I thought that you were really good because we had heard you a few times at, at Florida State, and I was impressed. And uh, but that was that was a funny story too, if you remember when, the first time we saw you when we went up to um, watch Jared play a tennis tournament, and he asked us if we were going to go see you, and we said to go see you play, and we said play what? <laughs> he said. Dad, Mom, he's really good at his guitar. And we we just looked at him like, because you hadn't really told us that you had been spending more time playing guitar than you had going to class. And um, he said you were playing at Potbelly. So we all went over to Potbelly's, and I expected to see you just, you know, playing on a stool like you did at home and, you know, a few people there. And it was so funny because that band was inside and you were outside and you had a humongous crowd around you. And Dad and I just looked at each other and just shook our heads like, how did we miss this? You know, where did this come from? How did we miss it? So, but it was it was exciting. So I, I did know you. I knew you had it in you, and well, it, I was amazed. At, if you remember getting back to your, your dad that I, I spoke about that I didn't get to meet, that was named Jake, um, moving to town at the time, Josh Turner was on the radio. Josh right. Grayson had a song on the radio. and <laughs> My given birth name was obviously Josh, and um, there was just a part of me that at the time had this feeling that I said, I don't, I don't know if I want to go by Josh and just be another Josh up here. So uh, Right. If you remember, and Josh Owen had just won Nashville Star. Yeah, there was a kid named Josh that. Owen who's great. Uh, right. was on Nashville Star. Um, and so my middle initial was, is Ryan, so I <laughs> thought maybe I'll go by JR. And... Uh, <laughs> The first few people we met in Nashville, I was in t- I was just bound and determined to just start start my name right then and there. And I remember uh, this guy, guy. We couldn't even buddy, look at each our other. Buddy David that that helped us move in. Uh, David right. Sanders, shout out to Dave Sanders. He's out in Texas now, but uh, he uh, helped me move my stuff in. He said, "What's your name, man?" <laughs> and I quickly like looked at you and I looked at him. I said, "Jr." And you, you about started laughing, crying. You were like laughing so hard that how could I tell somebody my name was Jr. when I've been Josh my whole life? But by the time I, I got moved in later that night, I went down by the pool and there were some people out by the pool that we were just meeting. And they said, "What's your name?" And I said, uh, "My name's Jake." And Dave looking at me like, "I thought you said your name was Jr." And I wanted to say, "Man, I'm still figuring this out right now." All right, but. Uh, I- I, I remember that it was so funny because you didn't—you felt funny, I think, changing your name. You I felt didn't funny want to telling be... somebody my name was something it wasn't, but I had well, a I reason know. for it. And uh, right. I think you know, all oh. these years later, taking your dad's name and it's made a lot of sense. And what's interesting is, is you think about all the years I've had a record deal now, and I've never—I haven't met any other country artist come up named Jake. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at PurdueGlobal.edu. I know, I know that that is so funny, and I think it's also interesting because, honestly, I um, your granddad that you never met, Jake JC, I mean, he loved country music so much. Yeah, tell, and, tell people um, about that when you used to ride in the. You, so yeah, tell, I can tell everybody what your dad did uh, growing up. We, we, well, well, I, I will. In City, Florida. We're all right. Floridians, so Haines City right. at the time predominantly was driven by the citrus industry. Right, right. And Dad, Dad was in the citrus business, and um, I just remember he, he just loved country music, and of course this was in the early you know, well late '60s, early '70s when I was in you know, my teens, and and I wasn't listening to country music. We were listening to the Beatles and Rolling Stones, and and you know, that. That's what we were listening to. And he would hold me captive. We would go out. I would drive with him sometimes out to the Grove. And he'd go, this is pretty music. This is real music. And he, and he knew that I didn't like it because I was a teenager and I you know, wanted to listen to my stuff. He would not change the channel. He would always listen to it. And, and I, you know, I, I, I remembered the songs, but I didn't ever pay attention to who sang them or, or anything like that. But they always reminded me of my daddy you know, when I heard them as I got older. And you know, got more into the country, but I'll never forget that um, you sitting back there in the study when you were playing your guitar and learning the different songs. And I don't even remember which song it was, but I came around. You do probably. I think it was a Merle Haggard song. But whatever, if you said it, I would know it because, I, like I say, I didn't know the names of the songs then. But you started playing this song, and of course, my dad passed away when he was 49. And so this was several years later, and you started playing a song that just gave me chills because I thought, and my daddy loved that song. 
and that you know, just, it just reminded me of him. And that's why I really wish that you could have met him and that he could have met you because I think of all the people, he would have gotten a huge kick. First of all, he was a character and he would have been bragging on you and, you know, kidding you about your songs and your hair and everything else. But, you know, I asked some people some questions on Twitter earlier. I said that I was going to have <laughs> you on my podcast and, and ask people, yeah, you blame me. And I, well, no, I, I said, ask me some questions that you might want <laughs> to ask my mom. And one of the main, main questions was, um, how you how you like my hair considering i told people i was cutting it because you were asking me so what what's your i thought? know i got all the blame for that um i love your hair i really like your hair short i liked it longer i did like it long at times i didn't like it really long when it got scraggly and i don't know i didn't like it when it got too long i like it i think it shows your face off better and i like it however i will tell you that your Aunt Debbie is in disagreement. She wanted it. She literally wrote me and said, is it too late to call Jake and tell him I vote for the flow? (laughs) And I said, he's already cut it. It's it's either short or long, but there's no in-between. So getting to the long length, you have to go through some serious, weird, weird... uh, I agree with you. So that's all right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think... Uh, I'm okay with yeah. being short. I cut it. You're off. a grown up. Yeah. yeah you've had you've had let's, the long uh, hair. Let's see Looks here. Good what, now. Other, what other um questions do I have for you here that says uh <laughs> Crystal um Crystal Kruzik um says uh does your mom ever try to set you up on dates? Mm, no. Yeah, I don't never, I don't think so. Oh uh, yeah, you've never uh, You think I don't think so. I don't think I've ever Marsha always... Marker says, um, ask your mom if she expects you to get married again and if there's a special <clears throat> someone in your life. Oh. oh, you want me to answer that one? Well, I mean, I definitely have a special someone yes. in my life. I've, I've oh, mentioned yes. that before, but um, I mean, you're... And I would love for you to get... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would love for you to get married again. I think... I mean, I've been married 30 eight years, seven yeah. years, and I love it, and I, I, I wish that for all of my children. I, I want them to have a happy marriage, and I want it to, you know, last, and I think you should, I think you should grow old with someone. I think that's, that's a wonderful thing. Yes, I, I would love for you to get married again. I'd love for you to get married to someone that you truly love and, and are happy with, and you can make them happy, and they can make you happy, and I love the place in your life where you are right now. Well, and I if you call me, a question for you. So, okay. if I wasn't playing music right now and I'd never left to come to Nashville, being you know my mother and having motherly instincts, what do you <sighs> think I would be doing right now? You know, I said, would have this, said, "Hey, you, like, uh, we'll, uh, you uh, could place a bet right now what your two sons would be doing. What would you? What would you have said then?" Honestly, I will tell you this, and I've said this to many people. I worried about it when we were, when y'all were in college, and even you know in your high school years. Being twins, y'all were so alike, but you were so different. And I could have seen Jared in so many different areas. I mean, I just could see him doing anything. I, that, and you, I mean, you would probably agree with that. And I could not 
picture of what you would be doing, which is so weird because I would have never thought you would be doing what you're doing now. But I always tried to think. I had no idea what I was going to do either at the time. I know you didn't. You changed your major like how many different times. But I will say this. You loved, you were creative and you loved words. You know, you you liked English. I remember that. And I always felt like you would be some sort of a writer or I feel like you would go that direction, not so much a business direction as more of a creative direction. I did feel that, and I did say that early on, but I didn't know what that would particularly be. Your nanny used to say you were going to be a preacher because, if you remember, you carried around that little green Bible whenever you were <laughs> you were two or three years old. You loved that. That was your favorite toy. But um, I guess in a way you sort of are. You're out there preaching to the crowds every night. Yeah. But, no, I honestly... I don't know. I, I couldn't answer that question because I, I just I did feel like it would be somewhere in the creative field. Well, I think a lot of uh, the, the people that I've talked to on this show and talking with you, especially because being a supportive mother is so, so important. There's a lot of kids out there that may may listen to this or people that have kids that are mm-hmm. listening that um, I think it's important that I point out the fact that no matter what I was doing as a kid, I mean, you had you had morals and values that you'd hoped that I had, uh, you know, uh, stood right. up to and, 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 and maintained. But you always were supportive of what I was doing to the point where I felt like if I ever failed doing it, I wasn't going to disappoint you. Um, I, ne- I never wanted to disappoint you, but I never felt like if I chased something and failed doing it, that you would ever be disappointed that I didn't do it. And so I think that oh, okay. gave me the confidence. People always ask you, where do you get your confidence from? And, and I think it's so important to have people in your life like you and, and dad that were always supportive of me no matter what, whether it worked out or not. I mean, I, I look back on baseball games we played as a kid, and if we didn't win the baseball game, it wasn't the end of the, it wasn't the, end of the world. I mean, right. you and dad were always, well, get them next time, kid. You know, I mean, it's, and, and I think learning from that has allowed me throughout the years to uh, – to have the confidence that I have when people ask, you know, where do you get your your your, mm-hmm. your, your confidence from? And um, uh, there's. Well, I think you had you had to learn to you had to learn to win. You had to learn to lose, and and we were you we were you were right. We were supportive, and and I, I think you would agree that I mean, if you ever did anything that maybe we felt like you shouldn't, we would tell you. I mean, we didn't always tell you you were the greatest and you did everything perfectly and it was okay for. I think. I and mean, don't you agree with that, that if, if well, it's probably still happening, if there are things that Dad and I don't particularly agree with, but we let you know. I mean, whether it makes any difference or not now at your age um, is another story. But but I just think that we've just had that kind of a relationship where we support you because we believe in you and we know that you're – oh, I know where your heart is, too. You wanted to, you wanted to succeed and you wanted to do everything right, and – You've tried your best, and, and honestly, no matter what, you're right. We we support all of our kids that way. Yeah, and, and I think going back to those days in college, you guys used to laugh at me and say, or not laugh, you'd always say, well, I can't believe you're out there you know, playing for all these people for free, and why are you not getting paid for what you're doing? And I remember always saying that, well, I think one day people will pay me to do what I do. But I never did this because I wanted to be rich or wanted to be I know. You've always said that. I've always I know. Because I, I loved it, but... Now that it's worked out and we got a few more minutes here, I, I was going to just ask you a few other questions that I have and some people have asked. But one one question in particular that someone um, someone asked on Twitter that I found pretty interesting was, um, 
was what is the hard, what is the hardest part for you about having a son that does what I do for a living? Everybody wants to hear the, the glamorous things. I've seen lots of things on here, like what's you know, someone says, uh, you know, you know, what's did when you hit it big? Did you do anything for your mom and dad? Did you buy them a special gift, like a car, take them on special vacations? Is what Mary Butler said, and we we know Mary. Um, shout out to Florida Mary. Hey Mary, yeah. Um, she asked that, but um, I'm, I'm, you can get to that. I'm sure if there's something that you that you know that mm-hmm. you feel like, but is there anything? You know, sometimes people want to know the hard parts about life. Everybody talks about the easy things, but what's been the hardest thing for you as the adjustment throughout the years having a son that became, you know, somewhat in the spotlight? Because you tend to right. set Google alerts for, for your son. <laughs> I've still got them. I've still got them. I mean, I did that right right off the bat because someone told me about Google alerts, and I've still got – they still pop up. And, I mean, I there's so many of them. <laughs> they fill up my email. But – I think the hardest two things, the hardest part in the beginning and still now even, I mean, I'm I'm still tense and nervous every time a song comes out or every time you're doing something different and making changes or or whatever it is you're doing. I, I, you know, I want to, I want you to find success. I want you to be happy. And I always just, you know, that, that makes me kind of nervous, but um, I'm better off now than I used to be. I used to really worry about that. And, and I worried about you out on the road. I mean, that was hard. You know, I, I, I didn't know the business. I didn't know what was going on. So that was a little bit hard. I just worried about your safety and what was going on. But as far as the way people treat me, I, you've got the nicest, and I'm not just saying this, you do have the nicest fans. And I've met the nicest people because of you doing what you're doing. And I've been so surprised at just how normal everybody comes up and talks to me and, and and treats me and they're they're very nice like that and i would say that the the only one hard thing that i think dad and i both deal with is you know as you know if it was possible we'd give away five million tickets a year because yeah. you just i wish i had a bag that i could go around because people don't really and truly understand how yeah, all of that fans. works i mean i think family too it's been hard on you probably yes. with family well, right oh now. at, at Absolutely, that probably, that's what I mean, really meant. I shouldn't shouldn't have even included fans in that, but um, just people that you know. I mean, just acquaintances through town. They don't mean they don't they don't they don't mean anything by it at all. But they, and I think they think that we all have you know access to everything that you do, whether it you know be the Kenny Chesney tour that you were opening up for when nobody had a clue who you were. I think everybody thought, well, we'll call you know his mom and dad, and we can get six tickets for this show and it as you know it doesn't work that way and and I and it was so hard to tell people no because I never didn't I never want anyone to think that we didn't want to help them because we always do as I said if I had a bag of tickets I'd go around passing them all out but that that's been hard and I know it's been hard on you because we've we've called on you for so many favors and you've been so gracious and helped us so many times but I know that I know how hard it must be on you because that's probably been the hardest for us um, just that, but as far as the way people treat us, I mean, people are so complimentary and they're, they're supportive and they're just as happy for you as we are. And, um, it doesn't, you know, I, I can't really say there's a negative there. I, we're, we're excited. We're proud of you. And as you know, I mean, I, I get a kick out of it. I love it. And, um, I hope you're still playing when you're 95. Well, I don't, I guess I won't be here to see that, but no, well, I, hope I, the, I hope you are. I, <laughs> I uh, I hope you know you know in closing on this that 
I've told you this before, but you and Dad have been so supportive of me, even in times where I'm sure you were scared. But, uh, I mean, I've played hundreds of shows that you and Dad and Jared and the family has all come out to support me, and you've heard me play the same songs and, and, and seen the same things over and over. Uh, but you continually come out and support me. You have no idea how much it makes me. I mean, it just it, it totally fulfills me knowing that you guys yeah. uh, still support me. But... Um, is there anything? Well, I, well, let me, go ahead. What are you say? I don't mind. Yeah, I was gonna. I did want to interject this that as proud as we are of you and how much we love going to all the shows, and I still get butterflies every time before you come out. And as exciting as all of that is, I think what has brought Dad and I the most pleasure and pride is seeing how you have conducted yourself and what you've done not only for for others around the country. I know how giving you are and that you've been that way since you were a little boy. You give everything you had. Um, but what you've done for the town of Vera Beach and how supportive you've been. And I think that's why everyone loves you so much here is because you have given back and you let them know how much you you love this town and what they've done for you. And that makes us so proud, and you know that, and I love you so much for that. You and Jared both have been great kids, and we're blessed every day that we have you. So well, you make us proud, <laughs> and, and you're a good boy. You call home and make well, us feel good every you, day. Mom. You, uh, you've got two sons that love you more than anything, and you're a great mom. You're a great grandmother to my little girl, Pearl. She, she loves you. And, I love that one. Um, if there's anybody out there listening right now that's uh, thinking about moving to Nashville, or not even moving to Nashville, just thinking about making a life change, something that seems a little scary, right. um, is there one piece of advice as we get out of here, Mom, is there one piece of advice that you can leave us with from a mother's perspective that you, would, that you think uh, you, know, you, could, you could share with those out there that, um, that kind of want to leave this? with, a, with right. a positive note. We try to stay positive here on, on Good Company. That's what I love about doing this, talking to people with great stories. But uh, I think it would be great to have you leave us with a piece of your motherly advice and uh, take us out. Well, I would just say, as you said, be supportive. And it's not always easy because you, you never want to let your kids go and you think you know better. But I think you've just got to, got to give your children their wings. And you've got to let them try, and you've got to let them fail. And your Aunt Sarah had to tell me that when I was concerned about it. And she was so right, because now I would tell anyone that. I would say go for it and be supportive of them and keep in touch. And I think that your kids surprise you every day. And so I think that's exactly what I would tell them. Let them, you trust in them, believe in them, and say your prayers for them every day. And they'll probably surprise you well, at how accomplished they are. That is well said, Mom. I, uh, I love you. You know that. Uh, Mom love you always too, said honey. to me, and I, I always said to you, you started it when I was a kid. You said, I love you higher than the sky and deeper than <laughs> the ocean. And uh, That's right. And I do, Mom. I love you very much. I'm thankful, and I know everyone out there that's listening to this podcast. Um, I know that they're thankful that you're on here to, today talking to me. Um, you you added so much uh, beauty to my life and, and a lot of others out there that have met you. And uh, thanks for being you. Thanks for thanks for being yet one more person on the Good Company podcast. <laughs> it's definitely good company. 
I love you, Mom. And, I love uh, you too, I won't honey. Buggy anymore. You, you've done a great job today. So uh, I'll call well, you later. We'll catch up. Okay. Personally. All righty. Well, but, thanks. Uh, thanks for calling. Thank you, Mom. Love you guys. It was fun. And, uh, I love you. And everybody else out there, I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Good Company with Jake. We're back uh, every other Tuesday, and uh, we'll see you next time, and uh, I'll catch you then. We'll see you. See you, Mom. I love you. Bye-bye. Love you, too. Bye. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.